1880, uh, I'm sorry, 1866, when Edison was 19, he moved to the land of milk and honey known as Kentucky to work as a part of the liberal media. No. <laughs> no, kind of. He just... <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> Welcome to We Talk About Dead People, a podcast where we talk about dead people. I'm your host, Aaron C., and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James D. Say hi, James. You think war is hell? Then you've never burnt a bagel. <laughs> <coughs> Oh my god, what, what, are you okay? Should I call an ambulance? <coughs> I'm good. You, you know you have to chew the bagels before you ingest them. I know, it's like you said burnt bagel and I just felt the ash in my throat. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, we hope to keep our listeners entertained and interested while we break down various members of the odd and exciting family that is humanity. The way this works is that James and I will do our amateurs best to give a basic account of the major events in the life of a now dead person and give a fairly accurate depiction of their individual. What the fuck? Hmm. Oh. Sorry. That's my washer. <laughs> You're doing great, buddy. <clears throat> I'm gonna start that over, but let me close my door. I realize that I I have no clean pants, so I'm like washing all of my pants right now. Uh, TMI, but... Yep. (laughs) So you were like down at the riverbed, uh, putting your pants in the river while recording? No, I hired a raccoon to wash the the pants. Oh. They like washing their food, so... Huh, yeah. I was like, wash my pants and I'll just give you food, and the raccoon was like, okay, so now he's... Eco-friendly, cheap, PETA's behind it, yeah, this is great. Exactly. We're moving somewhere, buddy. (laughs) Alright, I'm gonna start that over. We hope to keep our listeners entertained and interested while we break down various members of the odd and exciting family that is humanity. The way this works is that James and I will do our amateurs best to give a basic account of the major events in the life of a now-dead person and give a fairly accurate depiction of their individual character, which is harder to do, but we're going to try anyway. So, James, who do we have this week? Thomas Edison. Another guy who was into electricity? You keep picking him. Well, what can I say? I just like talking about electricity. Gotta fill that electrical gap in your love life somehow. Hey, I have a Christian Mingle profile. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm sure that'll work. I I bet every woman on there who sees your face converts to Scientology. Well, you know what? At least I'm normal size. You are no taller than a common Cheerio. Well, you're a lumbering galoot who could stand in for King Kong. You measure your height with a metric system and it doesn't help. You broke your nose walking into a billboard last week! If you were to stand next to an average-sized yam, you'd still look like a peanut. You're too tall! You're too short! Do you know who I am? Yeah, you're a fucking leprechaun! Well, my Nephilim-born brother, shall we go down to the history lab? (sighs) It's not possible for you to get any closer to the Earth, but sure. In a world where electricity is finally becoming a thing, one man stood up and said... No! Thomas Edison, probably the world's most dickish capitalist who invented the light bulb, murdered God's creatures on camera for clicks, 
and literally fought the power for money. <laughs> so, James, tell me, mm -hmm. Mm. if you had to pick one electrical invention to get rid of right now, what would that be? Oh, electricity. Altogether? Just All get rid together. of it? Yep. Wow, so everything would cease to exist. Yes. All at once. Wow. That's that's my goal. Wow, did you come from Reddit? <laughs> no, because I don't believe in electricity. They don't believe in electricity over there? No, well, I don't, so I don't go on any electrical devices, like oh. microphones or laptops or the internet. So you're, you're, what you're telling me is you're recording this through your butter churner or something well no i'm actually i hired a scribe so i i talk to the scribe and then the scribe furiously writes everything down and then the scribe tells another guy to speak for me oh so it, it, it's a complicated process but you're not hearing me you're you're hearing a a, a speech giver from a scribe an orator well wow you know wow. call it whatever you want Well, switch it around, James. <laughs> so, Aaron. Yes. Tell me. If you had to pick one electrical invention to get rid of right now, what would it be? Nightlights. That is a great answer. <laughs> Who the hell uses those? Children. <laughs> yeah, and children are the worst, as we've established. Right, so... they're they're so weak, they need a nightlight. So if you get rid of the nightlights, they'll be, they'll be stronger and they'll they'll grow up faster and they'll be less intolerable sooner. Yeah. It's it's an obvious choice. <laughs> like you want your child to be weak? Give them a nightlight. You want them to be strong? Don't give them a nightlight. Give them a BB gun. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you here. Uh, I have a nightlight. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, and it's a snowman. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's just there. I don't know where it came from. You just sleep better with a nightlight? <laughs> well, it's not in my room. It's in the bathroom. So that. Oh, okay. I, but still. It, well, that's different. And, and it heats up to like a thousand degrees Kelvin. And... It's going to burn this place down. I'm going to have to call the insurance agency. A snowman oh burnt down my house. Well, <laughs> while it's not surprising that you would require a nightlight in your own bathroom, uh, if your apartment burned down and you blamed a snowman, for some reason I feel like the insurance agency wouldn't believe you. <laughs> it's worth a try. <laughs> what was that, that movie, Jack Frost? Did you ever see that? No. Oh my god, it's about this guy, this this guy dies, and he like possesses a snowman so he can hang out with his son. Okay. The snowman, okay, I'm sending you a picture, Jack Frost images. Oh Jesus, it's giving me Jack Frost from some kid's movie. Uh, this isn't a kid's movie? It, well, it's like an animated kid's, it's like an age difference, I don't know, this is like for... 12 year olds this movie oh okay, okay. <laughs> looks worse than i remembered oh, no. holy god <laughs> uh do do uh there you go oh that's not even a link hold on no maybe i'll just copy the image i'm just so scared <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be even more scared dude okay <laughs> Oh, no. There it is. 
hasn't come through yet. It's still sending. Almost there. Come on, Google. What Hold the? until relieved. I've got spectrum fiber. How is it so slow? It's not even that big of an image. You know what? Okay, fuck it. I'm putting it in the Google Doc. Okay. <laughs> there it is. It went down a page. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I think wow. it's uh, Kevin Costner or whatever. It's not Kevin Costner. What's his name? Kevin Bacon? No. It's not Kevin Costner. It's the guy who, who was in uh, The Founder. I don't know. Uh, oh, now, now it's sent. Michael Keaton. Mm. I think. I, I don't even know. They're, they're basically the same person. Okay, okay it, does, it doesn't matter. So we're, we're talking about uh, other shit today. Eddie. What? Eddie. Eddie, yes. Computer, please bring up Reddit's favorite person to shit on. Affirmative, my lord. So tell me, Aaron. What is Thomas Edison best known for? Thomas Edison, when I was growing up, was best known for inventing the light bulb. Today, he's known for basically being the anti-Tesla. Oh, okay. Well, what did he look like? Thomas Edison looks like Bobby Fischer, a little bit. In his earlier years, uh, and unlike his later years, he does not look like his face was melted by napalm. Good. Yeah, you know like those photos of Thomas Edison, like in his lab, he's like, like, you know, taking a knee or whatever, and looking like really industrious in a suit, and he's like all old. Yeah, Like, yeah. The, for a long period of time, like through, throughout, um... Edison's uh, earlier inventions. He wasn't an old man. It's hmm. just like we have more photos of him as an old guy. I wonder why so that is. Mysterious. We're always envisioning an, an old guy, so that's why I put in this picture where he's a young guy. Hmm. Um, but unlike, uh, you know, even though he's younger, he's still always scowling. Uh, always. Because he's interested in money, not progress, unlike Tesla, who, according to the internet, was Jesus. Hmm, okay. Yeah. So we have Satan Man here. Yes. Satan he's, the Scowler. He's Satan the Scowler. Uh, no, uh, alright, like, I, I want to be completely fair with this because, like, it's, like, it's super hip to be, like, all anti-Edison these days. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's, uh, the, the right position. Um, you tell, because you're making a lot of enemies right now. <laughs> yeah, they're all like, I read that Tesla! I am Thomas Edison, and I should be underrated. <laughs> Exactly. <clears throat> no, no, he's just some fucking inventor. Alright, he, he made some money at a certain point. He gave Tesla some shit and didn't pay him once. Like, that's it. Okay. And everyone's like, everyone's like, Tesla was the real Edison. Yes, that's true. But Edison was still, like, you know, real. <laughs> it's not like he didn't do anything, right? Yeah. Um, he, he, he did shit. And, um, as we're gonna learn... Uh, most of it was derivative, and that's why, uh, well, anyway, we'll get into it. All right. Okay. Let's get into it. So shall we dive into Tom Edison's early life? I don't like how, how you said that, but sure. Tom Edison? <laughs> yeah. Does Tom Edison make you uncomfortable? Yeah, Tom it's Edison. Tom Edison. It, I don't know. Thomas uh, Edison. <laughs> it just makes me think of Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. All right. <laughs> All right, so Thomas the Tank Engine was zapped into existence uh, in 1847 in Nowhere, Ohio, to mm. a family of nine. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> off to a good start. Benjamin Franklin, by comparison, of course, had nearly 20 family members in his immediate family. So, uh, doing the math, Thomas Edison should be uh, roughly about half as good as Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, he's, he's already, he's, he's about half as good as Benjamin okay. Franklin, which means he's off to a terrible start. Mm. Um, and to make matters worse, during the Revolutionary War, his grandfather was a loyalist! Whoa. Uh, I'm not sure how much more he could have wrong with him at this point. Yeah. Um, but as we all know, Edison's gonna try. Oh, wow. So he comes from a, uh, he comes from a, a line of scum? traitors to yeah. the American cause. Yep, scum. Man, I'm running out of fluids over here. Hold on. Oh, all right. <laughs> I would have saved that bacon grease I had for you if I knew. Uh, I'm trying to... I'm trying to drink more water because I had last week I like did super well. I don't care that Rob is live. Jesus. Sorry. Um I, I started drink I had like a few days last week where I like drank enough water. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was on another level of consciousness. Hmm. I was doing so well. I was sleeping great. I was waking up like refreshed. And I think it was entirely because, like, my my a couple of days, my entire goal was just to drink more water. Yes, your body was saying, thank you for not making us the Sahara Desert, like, normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so back to Edison. Um, Edison was mostly homeschooled by his mother, mm. which back then meant he was reading books that mattered and not boring textbooks about nothing. Fair. You know what I realized while I was, uh, sometime this week, I, I realized how lucky we were to not have to do textbooks that much, hmm. being homeschooled. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I, I go, I've read a couple, of, looked at a couple of those, and they're, like, just nonsense. They're ho they're horrible. Not um, enough pictures or coloring pages <laughs> for my taste. Not enough meaning. It's just, like, here's a bunch of shit that happened, like, remember it. And everyone's like, okay, so they remember it for the test, and then they take the test, and then they forget it all. Hmm. It doesn't matter. It's like, here's here's what your body looks like on the inside, and you read it, and you're like, I guess I gotta remember this for the test. <laughs> you know, it's both gutsy and stupid to attack the American school system. <laughs> I don't what? know anything else that's wrong with it. So, I'm Nothing just saying, at all? yeah, no, it, it's a great system. <laughs> Are you getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> the school system is fucked, and it's it's more fucked than it's ever been. <laughs> like when we were growing up, it was like it was like maybe Bush's ideas about school are not that great, but now it's like schools are like literally Mad Max. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, Edison was homeschooled because he was lucky to be born before uh, the time of. Uh, Bush. <laughs> but while he was a wee lad doing all his book learning, Tommy Boy got a touch of the scarlet fever. Ooh. As well as like a million ear infections. Oh. And this uh, this ended up like really damaging his hearing ability. Interesting. And Edison would later say that his hearing was not actually affected by the scarlet fever or the ear infections. Instead, he would claim he lost his hearing in his midlife because a train conductor helped him climb into a boxcar by lifting him by his ears. Ah, uh, <laughs> There's gotta be a way, better way to do that. That's, but that's true. That's what his claim was. It was, yeah, I was trying to get into a, a boxcar and the conductor reached down and grabbed me by the ears oh. to help me in. Ooh. 
Yeah. Yikes. But that story, it was actually an evolution of another story where he was conducting an experiment in the boxcar while it was moving over a river and the experiment exploded and he flew out into the river and that's how he lost his hearing. <laughs> Alright. Yep. Already the trickery begins. <laughs> Alright. So, each of these paragraphs in the not script is like its own individual joke. Okay. I'm <laughs> like, so ready. <laughs> so, in Thomas Edison's early life, the old family packed up and moved to Port Huron, Michigan. And Edison did what all lads did in 1850 and went straight to work. Yeah. Uh, he was a paper boy who basically rode on trains between Port Huron and Detroit selling newspapers and candy and bullshit like that. Sure. So he was like this kid with a stack of newspapers and a pocket full of candy riding between Port Huron and Detroit all day long, selling as much as he could. All right. Oh, well, did you hear that? What? The Lord? Market, I have to put my pants in the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay. Pants. What are pants? But more importantly, who are pants? Pants. Pant suits. Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss's pants. In the beginning of the world, there was nothing but pants. You want to know a secret about Aaron? Okay, well, let's see. I got nothing. Sorry. Sorry. But, um, but give a big round of applause for Aaron! Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. All right. <clears throat> What'd you talk about while I was gone? History, you know. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Okay, so Edison mm -hmm. is selling newspapers on trains. Mm. That's how he got his start. And he begins to grow up, hitting his teens. And he's working one day at the old train tracks, and he sees something on the horizon. <gasps> A train? Oh, <laughs> oh, God. Could it be? What is that? Is that the bill? What? what? <laughs> okay. No, it's actually a runaway train. Oh, I, I was right. Oh, runaway. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't get his bill yet. Um, okay. Yeah, it's a runaway train, and it's bearing down on some dumbass three-year-old wandering about the tracks. Oh, three-year-olds. Yeah, and Edison, being the complete dick he is, actually runs and pulls the child to safety, rescuing the boy from certain destruction. Thomas Edison, such a dick. Well, he pro in all fairness, he probably grabbed the kid by his ears. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so let's be honest. He probably patented saving children from trains. <laughs> <laughs> so it's worth no noting this because Edison did indeed save the life of a child. Nice. Um, but remember, Reddit says he's evil, so we gotta be careful well, about giving him humanity points. Well, in all points. fairness, this was Adolf Hitler uh, at, three year old, at three years old, so, uh, I mean, come on. 
Edison prevented Hitler from death by train. Sure. <laughs> so, the boy that Edison saved turned out to be the son of the station agent, who, in return for Edison's noble deed, offered to train him as a, uh, to operate the telegraph system. Okay. Okay. And Edison took him up on this and eventually started working uh, at that train station running the telegram system. Okay, great. Uh, and once trained, he actually went to get another job at another station where he almost, like, within the first year, he nearly managed to crash two trains together. Like, he was sending signals out and the trains were, like, bearing down on one another. Yikes. Yeah, he got in trouble for that. Yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> um, and fortunately, smarter people stopped it. Um, and Edison was somehow not fired. Um, but sensing that perhaps he was a dumbass with a heart of gold, he left that job to go back to selling newspapers on trains. Oh, Alright. <laughs> yeah. He likes these trains. He really likes trains. I'm drinking more water, so you should say what you're thinking. Who doesn't like trains? Did you the ever Bible know says, train up a child in the way he should go. Exactly, which is why Edison's such a dick. He prevented that child from training. Oh! 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 Wow! Did you ever know one of those people growing up who like had a train model in their basement? Um, no, I never knew that knew that guy, but I knew that guy. I knew a couple of guys like that. They're just yeah. like, they're just like old or whatever or midlife, and they're like, you want to see my train? And you're like, what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And they like take you to their their like. Creepy concrete basement. Yeah, their basement or like their their back porch or whatever that's like enclosed with windows or whatever, and they oh, got like yeah. a model on a train. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I knew a lot of those guys. Uh, Alright. <laughs> but the museum in Chicago has like a huge uh, train diorama. Did you ever see that? The Science and Industry Museum? Yeah. Oh yeah, that train that place is sick. Yeah. I yeah. wonder if it's gotten any better since I last went there. I don't know, I haven't been there in years, but I love that place. Yeah. Anyway, so... <clears throat> he's selling newspapers on trains again. Yes. I'm taking this very slow because I did not write that much. I was... <laughs> I've been slammed with work this week, so... It's, uh... uh it's, uh... And most of it was like, And then Edison patented his toothbrush. And it's like, I don't care. <laughs> like... <laughs> So anyway, he did a very Edison thing, and he obtained the right to be the only traveling newspaper salesman somehow. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and discovered that he really liked being the only one who could make a living doing things. Oh, no. <laughs> so yeah, he patented selling newspapers on trains so nobody else could do it except for him. He's like, like, that's a break in the system. <laughs> he's like, I'm a monopolist, and I don't care. And, I, and like, you know, the Monopoly guy's like... Come on, Edison, let's make America great again. <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. I'm a massive tool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, in 1880, uh, I'm sorry, 1866, when Edison was 19, he moved to the land of milk and honey known as Kentucky to work as a part of the liberal media. No. <laughs> no, kind of. He just... What? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> he worked for a new, he worked for a newspaper there or a news station or whatever um, as the telegraph operator. All right, um, and he had fun with it, always taking the night shift so he could spend his days reading and doing science experiments. 
Um, which eventually cost him his job, because apparently he did these experiments at the office. Oh, no. <laughs> One of these experiments included the use of sulfuric acid because oh. of course. <laughs> and Edison, being the dumbass with a heart of gold, did the one thing you're never supposed to do with sulfuric acid and spilled it. <laughs> and because God also hates Edison, God and Reddit, the acid seeped through the floorboards and dripped onto his boss's desk directly <laughs> below. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll, that'll do it. Yeah, this got him fired. Yes. Good. Uh, after this, because he was unemployed, Edison had time to obtain his first patent for an invention known as the electric vote recorder. Hmm. Which no one bought because votes are rigged. <laughs> Yeah, Florida's taught us anything. Yep. So, oh, we'll get into Florida later, buddy. Oh, Just, no. <laughs> yeah, we're really going to go there. Um, so, anyway, so because this is the story of the American dream, and because Edison had loyalism in his blood, mm. Edison goes where? Uh, Delaware. You would think... <laughs> You would think someplace like London, because he's a filthy loyalist. Uh -huh. No, he goes to the nearest the nearest possible thing, New York City. Mm. Here he starts branding himself as an electrical engineer and inventor, working with his buddy Franklin Leonard Pope. Wow, the Pope. Yeah, he's working with the Pope. Oh. <laughs> uh, not only is he a loyalist, he's a papist. Mm. Anyway... So, Pope and Edison eventually found their way, uh, I'm sorry, founded their own company in 1869. Nice. Okay. And Edison, uh, and he worked at another place. Well, Edison worked at, was like working somewhere else for like five years, just running telegraphs or whatever. Um, just like getting by. He's like, I'm, yeah. I'm sending these telegrams. And then he comes home and he's like, I'll just invent the next big thing. And then he goes back to work. I'm sending the telegrams! And then he goes home and he's like, when am I gonna get something that actually works? And it's just like, for five <laughs> years, he's in this cycle of, like, living in his friend's basement. <laughs> it's just like... Been there. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so in 1874, he finally got his break. Um, Edison started working on a fucking boring invention that was basically a telegraph that could send two messages simultaneously. Dude, just get an iPhone already. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> um, however, he ended up creating one that could send four telegraph messages all at once. Whoa. Holy shit, what a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But of, of course, back then, this was basically like inventing a smartphone. Mm. And Edison was like, yeah, this is worth like, worth like $5,000. Mm. Um, but he decides to put it up for bid, so he takes it to Western Union, and they offer him $10,000. Oh. Which is over $220,000 in today's money! Oh, you can go yeah. to Starbucks with that kind of money. Yeah, exactly. So he, he's working as a telegraph operator, he invents this thing that's gonna send four at once, and then he, like, gets right into it. He's like, holy shit, I have $200,000. And on top of that, he's gonna earn royalties, or whatever. For, uh, for the usage of this uh, telegraph system. Mm. So he's got it made in the shade. Yeah. Um, this is the age of invention. And Edison is leading the way with his dollars. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway. So Edison makes an ass load of money. Um, mm. And he spends it building his laboratory, his famous laboratory, at Menlo Park. I've never heard of it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, it's, it's actually really cool. <laughs> um, okay. 
It was the first institution dedicated to the development of new technologies and sciencey things at a constant rate, which is huh. badass. It was like the whole idea was like, we're going to have like a new invention every week and we're going to sell it. Hmm. So All they're right. constantly tinkering with shit. Nice. And he's got a whole staff, you know. Um, but remember, like, even though it's cool, we have to hate Edison because that's cool. <laughs> sure. Sure. So, yeah, he, he's not making anything interesting in there. Um, except for, um, no, I'm just kidding. So Edison and his boys start making all sorts of cool shit. And Edison, of course, gets credit for all the inventions. Sure. Uh, even if somebody else designed them. Because that's Edison. He's like, it's my company. You use my resources. Mm -hmm. It's my money. I should get all the credit. Because he thought in terms of dollars. Yeah. Um, which is what separates him from a guy like Tesla. Uh, and which is why Reddit hates him. Is because he was a uh, unapologetic capitalist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's like, if it was made on my dime in my building, I basically did it. Um, sure. Which is stupid, but here we are. Um, so yeah, there's nothing wonky about that. So one of his employees was named William Joseph Hammer. Did he invent the hammer? Uh, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> he invented the William Joseph. Oh, okay. Which is, uh, I don't know, it's like a... It's like a bread maker. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, William Joseph Hammer is a name, which I discovered, uh, if you shorten it, is Bill Joe Ham. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but aside from constructing delicious Christmas dinners, the Hammer, Bill Joe Ham... Uh, oh, my God. Fucking fly. Um, the Hammer helped Edison develop mainly the incandescent light bulb. Okay. Which nice. is, of course, the thing that Edison is most famous for. Yeah. Uh, and this is where I learned that Edison did not actually invent the light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> this is, okay, sure, a little yeah. bit behind the time. Big surprise. Um, so, yeah, the original incandescent light bulb was invented by a guy named James Bowman Lindsay. Hmm. Who outpaced Edison by literally inventing it 12 years before Edison was born. <laughs> Yeah, 12 years, who, who cares? He had this incandescent light bulb, and he's, he was, like, boasting. He was like, I can read a book from its light over a foot away. <laughs> right. So it, it really wasn't that bright. Um, but, like, all the principles were there. Sure. So uh, James Lindsay was... You, it's also worth noting that James Lindsay was also interested in schooling Edison in telegraphy. Um, because he stopped working on his incandescent light bulb to develop wireless telegraphy. Huh. Because he's no chump. Doesn't sound like it. Yeah. So Edison gets the credit, uh, however, for making the light bulb practical. Using voodoo magic and carbonized bamboo, Edison and his team brought electric light to the mainstream. Wow. And he did this through, like, tons of Instagram? testing. Instagram? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> he did it through, like, tons of testing and just dozens and dozens and dozens of iterations of, like, light bulbs. That right, because he goes, yeah, I found out a couple hundred ways how not to make the light bulb or whatever. I, I remember Nicolas Cage saying that in some movie. They need to make an Edison movie where Nicolas Cage plays Edison. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he invented, he made the light bulb work, like, as a thing. <laughs> and he started his own power grid and shit. Um, but that's the least p interesting part of any of this, because Edison was really good at improving things. Hmm. Most of his inventions were offshoots of other inventions, and once he had improved cool in principle but useless in life creations of other scientists, he'd go ahead and patent that shit. Okay. Because he's like, fuck it, if I can make it work really well, 
I need to make as much money as I can. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, the one thing he did build from the ground up, ground up though, the one thing, the only thing mm -hmm. he built from the ground the up. Ego. Yeah. <laughs> it was the phonograph. It sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The phonograph. <laughs> so this is the invention that got him the nickname The Wizard of Menlo Park. Okay. <laughs> Why? Well, think about it. Up till this point in history, there was no way of preserving sound. Right? Right. You yell in the forest and it's gone forever. All of human history. We're like, ah! And nobody remembers it ever. <laughs> it's like you and I are just sitting here talking into microphones and it's just a given that, you know, we're going to no put this out on the... Yes, yeah. no one will remember us. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So Edison's like, hey, what if I wrap tinfoil around a cylinder and then hit record on my iPhone? What if, man? Yeah. So it's basically this. Um, he puts foil around a cylinder. Okay. Uh, and then there's a little needle that sort of rides along in these little grooves on the outside of it. Mm. And the phonograph picks up the sound waves. Man, they're always mowing Tuesday morning, aren't they? Yep, they are. Yeah, so... That's great. Just <laughs> like, great. I don't even have grass, but they still come, and they mow the dirt. It's like a guest appearance on a show, <laughs> and they just keep coming back. <laughs> They're so unwanted, but so needed. I, I guess. That somebody's got to cut that grass down to size. Wouldn't want it to get uh, arrogant or anything. So anyway, the way this works is it's just a cylinder with foil. There's a little needle. It picks up the sound waves, and it bounces along on top of this foil and like caught, puts indentations in it. Okay. Uh, this is a very, very primitive and what's called an analog form of a waveform. Hmm. So, like, you know when you're, like, looking at a board or, or you're looking at your, your audio file in Audacity before you send it to me, it's got those little little waves in it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's exactly the same thing. It's just on a piece of tinfoil. Okay, and, so and pretty that good. That translates to sound. Isn't that crazy how that... I have no idea how it works. That sounds so made up, and I uh, don't I, believe uh, you. When I learned about it, I was like, what? Like, a piece of tinfoil can contain sound information? It's well, ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's why you make the tinfoil hats. You gotta keep all that knowledge in. Right. So, obviously, it's, like, extremely lo-fi. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh... He, but anyway, so he tries it anyway. He's like, I'm just gonna crank this thing. So he starts cranking his machine and talking all at once. And this little needle's digging grooves in the tinfoil... And playing it back, he hears himself saying in eerily bad quality, Mary had a little lamb. I'm so glad that's the first recording. Yeah. So, like, later on, I think in the 30s or the 20s, late 20s, he would record on a uh, record or, like, a regular wax cylinder or whatever, mm -hmm. um, saying, like, the first thing I ever said on a photograph was Mary had a little lamb. It's sheep is white. It's fleece is white. Whatever. Um, it had sheep. Yeah, it had sheep. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, can you mark that? I want to put that in. Oh, yeah, nice. So we can hear what Edison sounds like. Because he sounds like a bitch. The uh, first words I spoke in the original phonograph. A little piece of practical poetry. Mary had a little lamb, its fleece was white as snow. And everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. Crank in the water. Um. Oh my god. That's so obnoxious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just mute my, mute my end until I can 
speak. No, you're fine. It's kind of funny. It All never right. bothers me on the show when I'm listening to it. Does it bother you? Well, no, I'm fine. <laughs> so anyway, he it's it's really weird to think about like um, up to this point in history, like you couldn't hear recorded sound. Hmm. And then suddenly you've got this this piece of tin foil on a cylinder just turning. That is so eerie. Yeah, and there's like a there's like a little like a little uh you know, whatever the fuck you call it. The big amplifier, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. I, I forget what it's called. But that's just like from that is cranking this this like very, very, very low quality like like that. It sounds like that. The oldest recording we have is uh, Auld Lang Syne, I think. Oh. And it's recorded on one of these, and you literally can't play it, or you're gonna, you know, destroy it. Yeah. Um, so from what I understand, they scanned it into a computer <laughs> and reproduced the sound on there, instead of actually playing it back, because you could nice. only... Like, these tinfoil recordings, you could play them, like, twice, and they would, they would be gone. Sure. Um, so anyway... Super weird to think about. And it yeah. was weird for other people. Everyone was like, wait, sure. I could like put my wife's voice on a cylinder and hear it forever, even though, you know, she died or whatever. Like, uh-huh. it's super weird to think about. It's sort of like preserving, uh, like, you could preserve a part of someone forever. Yes. Which is why it's eerie to hear Edison saying, the first thing I recorded back then was Mary had a little lamb. Uh-huh. It's like there's a piece of Edison still out there right now. Ah, uh, transhumanism begins. Yes, and uh, actually that's not a bad point. Um, it reminds me of uh, certain Native American tribes not wanting to be photographed. Right. Because they thought it, it stole a part of their soul. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that, that got me thinking. I was like, so this was an alien concept to people back then. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh my God, you can preserve a, a, you know, like the voice of someone." And like, you know, it's like there there were religious religious traditions that like believe that your voice was part of your soul. Mm. Um, like the uh, um, there's a there's a there's a I think if you tran uh, how do I I don't know how if I can how I can so like I think it was in ancient Jewish tradition that the throat was considered uh, your soul, essentially, because it's what you spoke from. It's how you consume food and, and drink. Okay. Um, and it was like the, your mouth from which your mouth like spoke truth or whatever. I don't mm. know how to explain it. But like these concepts are not um, abnormal at the time. So like preserving voice was like this this weird like this is like sorcery magic kind of shit. Yeah. Um, so people were, you know, kind of freaked out. They were like, this ain't right. Sure. Um, but most of them were like, that's super cool. <laughs> you know, it's just like uh. smartphones. It's like, it's going to steal all your data and tell the, you know, corporate oligarchy and the government where you are at all times. And they're like, but I can play Flappy Bird on it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you buy it and you're like, I don't care if China's buying my data. <laughs> um, but it, it really was kind of the same thing where it's like, it really doesn't affect me, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. It was just like, ah, fuck it. Like, I'll buy a, I'll buy a recorder, whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he got invited to Washington to show this to the president. Um, wow. It was that cool and that groundbreaking. Like, we don't think of it as anything. It's like, if you could hear the recordings, they're so crappy and they only last a little bit. 
Um, but the president's like, I gotta see this shit. Sure. Yeah. So he invites him to the uh, to the White House. But then history did the old switcheroo on Edison. Instead of him improving on an already existing invention, other inventors did it to him. Mm. Alexander mm -hmm. Graham Bell and others started working on their own recording devices and produced even better results. Which to a normal person is like, hell yeah, someone took my shit and made it better. The world is improving. Uh, the Edison response, not so much. Right. <laughs> She's sure. like... Oh shit, they're doing my thing. Oh no, better sue the pants off of them. Great. Uh, so there were just lawsuits constantly. Edison's just like, was like constantly full of energy. Just like, I'm, he's like a bulldozer. Like, all right, we got 20 inventions going on over here and 30 lawsuits over here. And meanwhile, I'm meeting the president and recording my shit. Like, he's just, he's, he's like, this is the, one of the busiest guys ever. <laughs> yeah. So, Edison is, like I said, kind of killing it a little bit, um, and his lab expands to cover two city blocks. Oh my god. Why so much space? Well, Edison had to store all things known to man, of course. Mm -hmm. He had a library of bullshit, which is to say he had a, li had a library of everything. Uh, you name it. Need a particular screw for an invention? Edison's got one. You need a peacock feather? Edison's got one. How about a butterfly cocoon? That can only be found in a particular part of the world. Edison's got right. one. He's it's like a it's like a magic shop. He's got just he wanted to have a uh, like a library of every every substance object item known huh. to man. That would be really neat to go through. Yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just like he had you know rare screws from Russia. You know, like he had a rare bird from China. You know. Yeah. Just, just like all of it. And, of course, he never completed the collection, but it, it just got massive. Hmm. Um, I think this is probably the coolest thing about him. Yeah, that's pretty it, neat. It's just him having, like, a, a whole, like, library of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Edison was also hard at work on improving telephone microphones. Uh, he succeeded in this venture. Uh, so successfully, in fact, that the invention would go unchanged for literally a hundred years. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was like these two carbon plates, um, or steel plates inside the, the microphone with carbon uh, granules between them. Okay. And when you talked into it, they would like bounce between the plates a little bit. Hmm. And that in improved uh, audio fidelity so you could actually understand people on the other end really easily. Every phone ever made all the way up to the 1980s would use this microphone system. Wow. Which is just that's, amazing. That's, yeah, that is amazing. That's a pretty big deal. If you yeah. make something that do goes unchanged for a hundred years, you win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Like I was saying, Edison is the master of managing multiple things at once. Um, if it sounds like he was only working on one thing at a time, uh, that's just because of how this is formatted. He was doing all of this at once. Um his lab, like I said, was like an actual wizard's shop. Hmm. Like, when I was reading about it, I was like, this sounds like the North Pole in the Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Just everyone working on a whole bunch of different shit, and Edison walking around with Tim Allen, a mug of hot cocoa, evaluating all of it. Hmm. You know, um, Of course, this excites us to think about now, um, but it, just think about people back then. They're like, there's this wizard, and he's got all this stuff. Yeah. And he keeps he keeps making improvements that keep like coming to my home. Like I've got a telephone now. Thanks, mm. Edison. Right? Yeah. Um 
So one person who was very excited about Edison's work was a dude named Henry Villard. Um, oh, man. I'm going to take a, just a quick quick slurp here. Ugh. I'm getting hiccups. <laughs> no. Care to uh, say something? And then... How many moles could could you... I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I lost it. You're running on fumes right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. Is Edison boring you? <laughs> no, no, you're good. Okay. All right, then. So, like I said, there was this guy named Henry Villard mm-hmm. who owned a railroad and ship company. Ooh. It was uh, it was Villard Railroad and, and Navigation or something like that. Um, but Villard wanted his ships to have electric lighting on its newest, on its newest uh, boats. Sure. So Edison's like, I'm your guy. And this becomes the first commercial use of his light bulb. And, you know, as you might have guessed, he's just rolling in cash. <laughs> sure, yeah. So much money. Everyone's like, give me light bulbs. And Edison's like, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this cash that he earns from Henry Villard, Edison starts the Edison Illuminating Company um, and begins providing electricity as a utility Back then, it was just gas. Like, you paid for your, your uh, gas lighting or whatever. Yeah. And now he's like, now you have an electrical alternative. And it was, like, priced competitively with gas. And, nice. Um, unfortunately, he's, uh, he's only able to do one small power grid serving 59 subscribers in Manhattan. Ah, uh, yeah. Which, yeah, we get there. That's how it starts. And right. it's only going to escalate because we're about to talk about current events. Oh, shit. How about war? Oh. How about the war of currents? What? <laughs> That's All right. What, That's what it's called. Okay. The war of currents. Uh, so Edison was working on a system known as a direct current power system. Okay. Or DC. You know? Mm-hmm. Like a DC. Washington, DC. Never mind. Uh, so yeah, other people of the Serbian persuasion mm. were working on alternating current, or AC. Now, AC was causing a lot of problems for the DC people because it was fucking amazing. Hmm. Um, DC was like, it was like this direct current. Like, you plug it in and it goes on. Like, I don't know. Alternating current used, like, science wizardry to, like, right. make it go super long distance. Oh. Um, it was cheaper and it could be provided to everyone. Um, DC's target audience was, like, big cities. Sure. Because the power was massive and could get to a lot of people, but it couldn't travel very far. The signal, or not the signal, but the current just sort of wore itself out as it went along. Yeah. Um, now Edison was convinced that, yeah, I'm, I'm, as an analogy, it's sort of like, um, playing a song on a boombox. Like, the further away you get, the weaker the signal gets. Right. But if you have, like, dozens of tiny boomboxes... Um, all playing the same song and you start to move away, the signal stays relatively, you know, the same. Either way, your neighbors are mad. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the whole, uh, that's why the Civil War happened. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Edison was convinced uh, not only that a- um, AC power was worse, and, you know, at the same time, it was sucking up the market faster than he could turn a phonograph. Yeah. Um, he was also convinced that AC power was straight up dangerous, 
Um, he started he started waging this propaganda war against people like uh, Westinghouse who were like advocates of AC power and that sort of thing. Um, just like AC will, he made sure that electric chairs were were publicly everyone knew that they were powered by AC. Oh come on! <laughs> yeah, and another method he used to prove that the supremacy of DC power over AC power is that he electrocuted an elephant oh. to death, oh, filmed God. it, and sold movie tickets oh. for people to watch it. <laughs> the, okay, this had to have backfired against him. It did. <laughs> okay, kind good. of. Not really. You're going to be upset. <laughs> oh, dang it. It was super popular. Everybody ah, wanted to see this ele oh elephant getting gosh. vaporized. Of course they did. You yeah. can go watch it on Wikipedia. Um, mm. It's one of the oldest films ever made. It was made with uh, uh, Edison's kinetoscope, which we'll get into. Okay. Um, and it's just like seven seconds long. The elephant's just standing there like... Oh. Just like and then it just starts steaming, and it just seizes up and topples over. Oh. It's awful. Um, but people were watching it uh, on the uh, on the kinetographs or whatever. I can't remember what they were called. They were like tiny little boxes that you like looked into, and they had like motion pictures going on inside. And and this was one of the most popular ones Jeez. because it was so grim. Um, so the elephant was ironically named Topsy. Uh, <laughs> And Topsy's crime uh, was that Topsy had squished a drunken man at the circus because he put out a cigar on her trunk. Well, you ask stupid questions, you're going to get stupid answers. Yeah, Come drunk on. guy puts cigar out on the thing's trunk, it kills him, and they're like, it has to go. Yes, in the most horrific way possible. No, you're wrong. It's not the most horrific way possible. Because typically, back then, if an elephant misbehaved, they hanged it. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> like I've, from a I've crane. seen those pictures, yeah. Yeah, like like they chained it around its neck and then lifted it with a crane, and it uh, just. Can you like an why? elephant? Why? For fuck's sake! <laughs> Different times, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, public opinion was on the drunk side. Actually, um, people were like, "He was a man with a family." It's like he was a drunk asshole putting a cigar out on a live animal's face. Yeah. Yeah, he, he kind of deserved it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, animal cruelty groups had a big problem with this. Um, and I'm not talking about the, uh, the electrocution. Okay. I'm talking about the hangings. Like, sure. um, they were like, yeah, you're making a spectacle out of it. But they were satisfied with uh, Edison shocking the thing to death because it was less of a spectacle. Which... I don't know. I kind of disagree because he filmed it and yeah. distributed it. We're still we're, people are still spectating it today. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched it like it's on loop. When you play it on Wikipedia, they play it like ten times. Oh. I watched it at least twice, and it was horrifying. I was like, "Oh Jesus, Edison, what the fuck, dude?" Yeah, it's one thing to see like an animal get shot, you know, like you're hunting or something, mm -hmm. and it just like you know falls on the ground, struggles for a bit, and then it's gone. To see an elephant seize up. Jesus. You know, just completely rigid with the <laughs> current that's passing through its body. Yeah. That, that's something else. It's it's really fucked up. Oh. So, Edison, of course, made sure that everyone knew it was AC power that uh -huh. killed the elephant. Um, Great. <laughs> yeah. But it kind of, like you said, it kind of backfired for him. Nobody was really buying it. Um, because AC, both AC and DC were getting a reputation for killing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like... Uh, 
they they were primitive technologies. Right. Uh, you know, it was like let's just run some current through a bare wire so I can have a light bulb. You know, it, it wasn't like, uh, you know, you had it insulated and you had all this, you know, this safety features, you know, nothing like that. It was like if a wire became detached and fell, it would vaporize a kid, which is what happened with uh, DC at least once. So uh, Edison's propaganda campaign against AC power went a bit too far for his stockholders. So J.P. Morgan himself put together a plan to merge Edison's company with another and basically take away his power. Hmm. Why? Because he was acting like a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, he's he's going a little going a little far here. Yeah. So at, this is when uh, J.P. Morgan uh, really took hold of power companies, mm. and that's why where all the money goes today. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, Edison then went out to I went to Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, shout out, Grandma, and basically fucked around for a while with his second wife. Um, and he wasn't just fucking around, though. He was searching for a native supply uh, of rubber in the United States. Sure. Uh, because currently America was importing all of it, and they were like, everyone was like, we're gonna go to, like, fight World War One at a certain point, uh, <laughs> and all the rubber is elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's like, I gotta figure out how to, how to get rubber in the U.S. Okay. Which is funny, because Edison bandied together with Henry Ford and Harvey Firestone. Oh, dear. Yeah, Firestone, obviously tires, uh, and Henry Ford, obviously cars. Uh, They were all like, we've got to figure out how to make rubber. So they build a new lab for for Edison in Florida, where he begins to work on producing rubber. Hmm. He also worked on x-rays for a little while and was able to produce very, very faint x-rays. But uh, then a fellow scientist got himself irradiated, and he died (laughs) while working on them. Uh, Edison admitted then that he was afraid of x-rays and didn't want to work on them anymore. Well, him and me both. (laughs) Yeah, I think the direct quote is, don't talk to me about x-rays, I am afraid of them. Now let's okay. talk about let's talk about movies. Let's talk about the kinetograph and the kinetoscope, okay. uh, which Edison invented. These were a pair of inventions that allowed him to go to big Hollywood. Uh, hey, you want to know how Hollywood got its name? Sure. This is straight from Wikipedia. Okay. According to the diary of H.J. Whitley, uh, also known as the father of Hollywood, on his honeymoon in 1886, he stood on the top of a hill looking out over the valley, and along came a Chinese man in a wagon carrying wood. The man got out of the wagon and bowed. The Chinese man was asked what he was doing, and he replied, I Hollywood, meaning hauling wood. And so H.J. Whitley named Hollywood after a Chinese person, saying, I kind of like that. I Hollywood. All right. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) Hollywood's built on racism. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That, That guy hauling his wood. That's where it all came from. Anyway, so Edison's got his kinetograph and kinetoscope, and he's gonna kinetto make some movies. And we're not gonna talk about this too much, because goddamn, am I tired. Um, yeah, I wrote in this not script. I am tired, and I need a nice glass of refreshing beer. <laughs> okay. Edison built this thing called the Black Maria, which was just a fucking box that rotated to catch sunlight. Because okay. the, the uh, film strips that they were using back then weren't sensitive enough to, like, work by artificial light, candlelight, anything like mm. that. They had to have the sun. Um, I bet that thing got really hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just this black 
building just tiny little shack and they would put the camera at one end and they would put the scene at the other end and it was it was all black inside um and they would just they would just film shit Hmm. um now edison knew that this new format of uh media could drum up some controversy so he starts making shocking movies, um, <laughs> literally shocking movies, like where he shocks an elephant. Yeah. Um, but he also makes he also makes uh, the news because like he has a uh, a dance a dancing girl on there and her ankles are revealed at a certain point. Wow. And like the fact that you can watch it on loop in a private box, like everyone was like, that's kind of fucked up because oh, back yeah. then back then women didn't have ankles. No. No. <laughs> He also <laughs> what? No, I, I never mind. Go on. <laughs> His most controversial film was not the elephant being shocked to death. Oh, good. Um, it was it was literally a video of a man kissing his wife on the cheek on camera. Jesus! I know. Can How you believe it? How far we have fallen? But I, I mean, think about it. Like back then, it was like you know you're living in a in a highly Christianized society. Yeah. Where ankles are dangerous and kissing your wife in public is, you know, verboten. And now we've got it on camera, on film strips, reproduced mm. in little boxes that kids are putting quarters into. Uh, yeah. You know, back then everyone's like, this is fucked up. This is a slippery slope. It's like they can't even, they couldn't even imagine what we have today. You know? No. no. <laughs> like, I got a square in my pocket that will show me hardcore pornography. <laughs> And we're just like, okay. Uh, <laughs> Back then, it's like, that girl's ankles, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this creates the uh, required controversy for a new media machine to flourish. And mm. Edison is just mm-hmm. laughing the whole time, rolling in <laughs> cash and not stopping for a minute. No. It's just, it's just all a big joke to him. Okay. Speaking of movies, did you know that Edison's favorite movie of all time was The Birth of a Nation? <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, so we're... Of course. <laughs> of course it was. Right. Oh, man. God damn it. I've told you I've watched that movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's uh, skillfully made, but, like, if that's your favorite movie, you're kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. I, yeah, anyway, so we're entering the 1900s, and Edison, just like everyone else, is waiting for uh, global conflict on a massive scale. <laughs> Great. Rumblings of war, and holy fuck, it's World War One. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and Edison, being a genius, decides to start producing supplies to fuel the raging conflict in Europe. <laughs> and okay. by that, I mean he made basic shit to cover uh, for shortages. Okay. Um, so, like, he was produce- mass-producing chemicals and things like that that could be used in other stuff. Great. It was all about the cash. And yep. he was- one thing he was proud of was that he didn't actually profit off of the war. Oh, gr- um, great. That- and he- <laughs> He didn't make he didn't make <laughs> weapons or anything like that. So sure. he was like on his deathbed. He's like the one thing that I'll never regret is not making guns so boys kill each other. It's like, oh, okay. You're a, you're a good human. You're a good man. That's a really I'll, I'll, low bar. Just, yeah, Topsy so. loves you now. Edison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now you might be wondering, hey, why was Edison so famous? He was just a businessman and didn't invent all that much. Hmm. Well, 
my answer to this is it's really about who Edison was in bed with. Okay. Edison was uh, great friends with the wealthy elite at home and abroad, particularly the likes of Henry Ford and Firestone. Right. right. Who, have, who, you know, Ford was a big American dream story. It was like, look, I'm. You can get any color as long as it's black. Like. These guys becoming super wealthy and successful became something like the new wave of American heroes. Mm -hmm. uh, because, like, before this, you had, like, Benjamin Franklin, who was, like, the true Western man. He was a Renaissance man, and, like, he wrote Paul Richard's Almanac, and, you know, he, he was like, that shoes the only thing you can build a country on. And Ford and Edison and all the rest were, like, industry. Yeah, They're, the next yeah. wave. Yeah, their industry was their conquest, their formidable size, their Rome, and their Americanism undefeatable. So then you got someone like Tesla, on the other hand, who was just like a dreamer, designer, genius, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but Edison was just like, whatever makes money. Um, so like, it seems like, to me, like reading about both of them separately, it's like Edison preferred selling his shit. He was like, I'll invent whatever as long as people buy it. Like, you know, that's innovation, which is okay, I guess. Sure, but, like, yeah. look who became an icon. Edison, the businessman, not Tesla, the inventor. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, I, I don't know what to Maybe the point I'm trying to make is that it might have been a, a mistake to deify businessmen and capital. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, because, like, you're looking at Edison and you're like, yeah, man, you're like, okay, so, like, your favorite thing was, like, selling shit and you had lots of money. You know? You wanted one of everything ever. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, it's kind of okay. Um. Anyway, so Edison remained good friends throughout his life with the business boys. Sure, they like went on camping trips together. Oh, Edison became a theosophist. I mean, <laughs> this, the story writes itself. Yeah. you get money and power, wealth and fame, you're like, I'm gonna become a theosophist, mm -hmm. you know, or a Scientologist. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's the same story every time. They become wealthy and they're like, my life is bereft of meaning. Better become a cultist. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't even know if Edison went to the Bohemian Grove. I bet he did. <laughs> Great. Grove. Edison. <laughs> Let's see here. Oh, come on. He had to. He had to. See, also, list of Bohemian Club members. Gotta be. Okay. Edison, come on. Oh, he wasn't. He wasn't in the Bohemian Grove. Might have Henry been before his time. Ford. I don't know. Henry Ford wasn't either. Firestone? Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Not everyone. Uh, anyway, Peter Fonda's dad was in there. <laughs> uh, I just saw that right now. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, he's just like, he's just like at the end of his line, he's like, money. And then he just sort of, Edison just kind of fades away into his cash. Hmm. Like it's like it's like the snap in the Avengers, <laughs> just like, <laughs> whoosh, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, Edison. Uh, and his his final days, he just sort of got sucked into fad diets and weird clubs. <laughs> of course, like, there was a rumor that like all he ate was like he every three hours he would drink a pint of milk. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Yeah. But it's the same story every time, isn't it? It is, it's yeah. kind of, It kind of hurts. Like, these rich capitalists, they're like, I'm going to play the game, and then they play it, and they win, and they're like, what now? <laughs> they don't <Milk>. look. <laughs> uh, Theosophy, okay. yeah. Okay, so at the end of his life, um, he was working on an electrical train system. Hmm. 
That would be used in New Jersey until 1984. Wow. Yeah, and this was like the 30s, something like That's that. That's crazy, yeah. Um, he got to drive one. Cool. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. He lived through the war, and he lived all the way up to the October of 1931, at which point he finally kicked the bucket in his home in New Jersey. Hmm. And I got to say, if you got to pick a state to die in, <laughs> I don't know if you want to pick New Jersey. <laughs> That's true. That's, yeah, absolutely. Henry Ford had a test tube sent to him that apparently contained Edison's last breath. All right. Edison's son just <laughs> opened a test tube in the room he died, waited a second, and sealed <laughs> it off. So that's whack. All right. Oh, great. So, uh, yeah, obviously Edison has a pretty strong legacy in his products, but as far as, like, me searching for a line to follow, so much less interesting than someone like Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you could see Benjamin Franklin developing, you know, like mm -hmm. his, his position on slavery changing throughout his life, his belief that, you know, um, only a virtuous nation could survive. Like, these are very high-minded ideals and things. Yeah. Um, and Edison's just like, money! Yep. It's so boring. <laughs> yeah, well, his inventions are were the neatest part about that story, but... Yeah. I, Thomas, get come on. Well, the thing about him, the difference between him and Tesla... You know, I don't think Edison was, like, some jackass. I just think he was a capitalist. Um, yeah. And... You know, like Tesla, I admire and I respect because he was all about he was all about the inventions. He was like, "Let's let's invent everything because I can see that it's possible, and I want to make this happen." And he just does it. And Edison's like, "Whatever gets me my money." Mm -hmm. There's no higher-minded ideal. It's just boring. It's like make money. And I was talking with a friend about this the other day. It was like, and you and I were talking about this too, but I developed it a little bit more. We were. I was bitching it to James about boomers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it developed. It's like the, the problem that I've noticed with, with uh, millennials these days feeling meaningless is that they're told their career is supposed to be their meaning. Hmm. It's like, yeah, if you don't have the job, if you're not pursuing your dreams, your life is worthless. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> uh, and I, But I think that's what Edison is. He's like... If I'm not making all the cash, I'm a loser. Mm. And that's sad. It is. Tesla that, was just like, my sad. meaning My meaning is to invent and to bring new technology to the world. And as, Edison was just like, whatever gets my money. <laughs> yeah. Huh. If it was an invention I think it, with him, I think it would have been something else. Hmm. You know, I mean, look at all the industries he got into. Yeah. Uh, he produced controversial films. He was he was like, I don't care if I degrade the morals of my nation by showing an elephant getting electrocuted by a machine that I built. <laughs> and I'm going to make him pay for it too. 25 cents of you. Ugh. Like, that's that to me is like, Jesus, dude. That's that's the epitome of a capitalist. Whatever well, makes the worst kind. Money. Yeah. Yeah. So... Anyway, I have I, I it's not that I don't it's not that I hate Edison, it's just that I understand it. And I'm like well, that's that's kind of kind of fucking sad actually. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Anyway, did you have any further thoughts, closing thoughts on this? No, I think you pretty much covered everything. Okay. Yeah. In that case, shall we head to the surface? Sure. So, James, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do for the rest of the day? I'm going to listen to ACDC. Get it? Yes. Get it? Yes. All right, what are you going to do? Is that why they're named that, you think? Probably. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to like go around thinking about the corporate oligarchy created by this era of dudes who were only interested in money. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, I think it's time to bring the show to an end for today. If you hate us, you're probably right. So consider funding the show by becoming a patron on Patreon.com. Or if Patreon is not your thing... Drop us a little tip in Venmo. That's at WTADP. Our cover art was created by Ian Patterson of Ian Patterson Illustration. You can view more of his wonderfully whimsical work at www.ipattersonillustration.com. With all that being said, we'll close out and let the sounds of Thomas Edison becoming a theosophist play you out. Good day to you, Mr. Ford. Oh, good day, Mr. Edison. Hello. Yes, it is time to make more money today. Oh, good. Never enough, never enough. What things can we patent that are common sense that everyone should be able to have? How can we make the most money? You're the creator. I'm just the dick who inspired Hitler. Yes. But is it Mr. Ford? Mm -hmm. If Hitler is inspired by you, that must mean that Mm -hmm. you have a higher principle than just money. Because, Mm -hmm. right? No? Mm -hmm. I don't have a higher principle than money. It's those flaky green papers. That's all I need. Can I buy a You want a Model T? Yeah, (laughs) come on right over here. Yeah, you can have any color you want. As long as it's white. I, I mean black. I've, I'm not a white supremacist. Uh, uh, what? Uh, what? 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 You have no recording. Ah, uh, the joke's on you, Mr. Ford. Look what I have in my pocket. I, no. Are you, are you excited to see this car? No, Put- it, it's a roll of tinfoil. Oh, no. Here we go again. And I'm yeah. making a recording right now. Oh, all right, well. Uh, you want a car? I don't want a car. How uh, about a six-day work week or five-day? I don't. I don't remember what it was. I I, I want a a car. Fa- I want all the cars in the world. I want to go on camping trips with you in your cars. We could make some mores. Yes. Mm. <laughs> this is literally how Edison's <laughs> life played out in the last ten years. This is literally how it played out. He would go on camping trips with Ford in their Ford cars. Wow. And they would, like, bring lights with them. <laughs> that, like, well, it's amazing we have that recording. What recording? That you just played for, for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It, it really is. It's just really- to have both of Ford's and Edison's voices... Concrete for all eternity. Yeah, just yeah. preserved for posterity. Amazing. We are living in the future, my friend. We are living in the future. Edison would be proud. 
Edison would be proud. No, because we aren't making any money. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Even we have higher principles than Edison. <laughs>